One thing is uh, for sure, certainly, uh, you go into Christmas, and if you're Mr. Polyev, it's positively festive. Festive. And uh, certainly when we look at the polls, we tend to focus on who's on top. And, if, you know, an election were held today, according to uh, the numbers we see, conservatives could win up to 217 seats, which is nuts. Be great, but it's nuts. Uh, but we're not close to an election, so may not hold. But it is the who. Who is turning to Pierre Polyev? And when you look into the Main Street research numbers, they do tell a story. And back in 2015, uh, sunny days, remember, uh, Trudeau got a record number of indigenous votes. They turned to the Liberal Party for the promises of reconciliation and voting spiked by 15%. Well, now they're turning to Mr. Polyev, but why? Jennifer Lewitz is a policy analyst and strategist over at Warshield. She joins us now. Thanks so much, Jennifer, uh, for coming on. Hi. What is it about Polyev that seems to be kind of catching the eye of Indigenous voters, who I think have always been seen to vote NDP or go maybe to the Liberals, but not Conservatives? Um, that's a good question. I think there's been misconceptions around the Indigenous vote that it's owned by one party or another. But I think, you know what, in 2015, we saw big promises from the Liberal government on things like reconciliation. And then over the last eight years, we saw this government drop the ball on things like consultation and stuff like that. So I think a lot of Indigenous people are now looking for um, expanding their vote to who just best meets, meets their needs. And if that's Polyev, then so be it. And so when you look at what Polyev would maybe offer uh, to Indigenous communities, um, you know, he's focusing on things like, you know, he believes that the Indian Act is a racist colonial hangover. And so he's pledged that he would fully fund all the inquiries into possible uh, graves on the sites of former residential schools. So those kinds of things. But he, he sees it as, you know, he wants, you know, those who are Indigenous to have opportunities in their communities and, and have independence from Ottawa. Yeah, no, I, I actually completely agree with that. I think um, I did a media interview the other day where I talked about how our nations are actually starting to get to the point where they're getting involved with economic reconciliation. They're creating economic development opportunities for themselves. I know one of the very first policies we heard from Polyev when he was elected leader was resource revenue sharing uh, for resource development projects on nations, mm -hmm. which some people might not think is popular. But if you look at where nations are at, you know, we saw 23 nations buy into the Enbridge pipeline deal. This is something that nations are looking into because they want to get away from relying on Ottawa and create opportunities for themselves on nations for their members. Yeah. And so instead of truth and reconciliation, uh, Polyev is going for economic reconciliation. And, and, you know, there is, and Jennifer, seemingly one narrative for Indigenous people. It's like everyone just thinks they have one voice. But your point on energy development, it's a huge factor for many, many Indigenous people where they do want energy development. They are willing to work with the government and they do want to be a part of it. And therefore, you know, they can start making their own decisions. And, and is that like a, is that n new? Because I think some people thought maybe they would get that from the Trudeau government, but they haven't seen that. But it is a bigger issue, I think, in Indigenous communities and people understand. Absolutely. I think, you know, there there has been a conversation around where the media likes to shine a light on land defenders and people that are against resource development. But that's not always the case. I think there's a lot of nations and people out there that do support that work that is done in resource development but they want to be at the table helping make those decisions and be a part of the discussions, especially when it comes to, you know, the environmental impact and stuff like that, because who better to ask than Indigenous people and have them involved? 
And so it's easy to say that you would give, you know, economic reconciliation and, and, and you know, reform the Indian Act. But it is political, right? This could be very easily used as a wedge issue. Um, because, again, Indigenous people don't have one voice. And so how, how do you sell that message without turning this into a big fight would be, I think, the big challenge for Mr. Polyev. Absolutely. You know, I, I think even the Liberals are starting to realize that. We saw in their fall economic statement they started talking about a guaranteed loan program, which was in the 2021 Conservative platform. But then they have policies like the emissions cap that directly impact that policy and that announcement. So, Yeah, and, and so is there something that the, the government of uh, the Trudeau government could now offer? Because I think they, they Indigenous people, a spike of 15% of in the vote in 2015 was seen as, okay, they are buying into what he promised, which was truth and reconciliation. And, and it didn't take long. It took about four years where, they started, where people started to sour on it. Is there anything that the Liberal government could offer to bring the, those people back? You know what? I, I really don't know. I don't know if that vote is salvageable or if people are kind of at the point now where they're going to start voting for things that, you know, they're prioritizing and things like that. I don't know if words from a government are going to be effective anymore. And that is one thing that we have definitely heard from this government is words. And you were surprised. I mean, it was your comment that caught my eye on Twitter, just looking at that going, wow, like there's something happening here, right, with these numbers. Absolutely. Number one, because I have done, um, our firm has done polling with nations before in a large scale. So I was, I was shocked to know that they were able to do it. And number two, to see the amount of people under that First Nations um, umbrella at the top of that mainstream polling number to see how many do support conservative. But at the same time, I'm really not surprised because the things I hear on the ground and when I go to events and stuff like that, I'm not, I'm not surprised to see that. Well, we'll see what 2024 brings, but certainly the numbers do tell a story. So I appreciate your uh, your insight into it. Yeah, no, for sure. Thank you. Best to you in the holidays and over Christmas. Thanks, you too. That's Jennifer Lewitz, uh, policy analyst and strategist over at Warshield. And so, yes, there is a voice talking in these numbers. And it's a totally different uh, conversation and one I think that's worth listening to.